before you built this establishment, what was your journey through fitness up until this point? So it's a very broad question. It's a broad question, but it's really pretty specific for me. Okay. Um, so I went through kind of one of those situations years back where I feel like the, uh, chalkboard of my life just got erased. Okay. And it was like one day, everything was one way and the next day, everything was another way. Sure. And this was from a business that I was a partner in at the time. Uh, my marriage, which led to all kinds of other stuff, you know, having to move and a lot of personal stuff all at the same time. And, um, my reaction to that Mm -hmm. was, uh, stress eating and emotional eating. Okay. And so I went from being someone who I loved running and I was, uh, you know, a relatively healthy person, um, to somebody that I wound up not recognizing within about, um, a year or two. And, uh, but that was the only coping mechanism that I had, you know, or it was the coping mechanism that I used because it was the easiest one there. Sure, It's it's simple. Yeah, for sure. It's, yeah, it's simple and it's there. And, um, you know, I, I had a young son at the time and, um, you know, and found myself as a single parent. So I was super busy. Wow. Um, and you know, drive-throughs are easy. Convenience food is easy. Uh, and so fast forward, okay. um, to where that came to a head, you know, my, uh, my mom had gotten very sick. She okay. was in the hospital. They couldn't really figure out what was going on. Um, turned out that she had, you know, kind of an ordinary UTI, which those okay. can be a little, uh, concerning at times, right. They can be yeah, um, can. better or worse, but this was a, a pretty bad UTI, but it had like just flooded through her system really quickly because she was uh, pre-diabetic and didn't know it. So, you know, the infection goes through the system, eating up all the sugars, and she wound up in the hospital, whereas somebody who isn't pre-diabetic probably would not end up in the hospital from a urinary tract infection. Mm -hmm. So I was in the hospital visiting her, and I was standing next to her bed, and I'm looking at her, and I'm thinking about myself and where... I've gotten to at this point and, you know, I had been obviously was obese. I had yeah. hypertension. I had been told I was pre-diabetic and I'm looking at her and I'm thinking about her being, you know, pre-diabetic and so am I. And that kind of family, uh, you know, goes from the mom to the daughter to me, then yeah. passing it to my son. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Um, so I, Change. Change. You turn it around. Yeah. Yeah. And you know the the story that stands out to me more than anything is going to my internist about I guess six months, no, nine months after I made the choice to do something different, right? Mm -hmm. After I had that experience, and he kept looking at my chart and then looking at me, looking at my chart, looking at me, and he goes, "Is this right?" you know, my previous weight. And I said, yeah. And he's like, how did you do that? Yeah. That's a, that's impressive to say the least. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. Well, and for, and I'll tell you why he was impressed by it, but I said, hold on to your hat. You're not going to believe this. And he kind of got this look of fear on his face. And I said, uh, diet and exercise. And he was like, Oh, thank God. (laughs) Right. No way. No way. That can't possibly be. (laughs) And he told me at that time, you know, um, that he had, multiple people per day in his office asking him 
like how much more weight do I have to gain to be able to get gastric bypass surgery? Sure. And he was kind of horrified by having to deal with people like that because that's a super dangerous surgery. Oh, it, it, it causes, I mean, I, I don't know the specifics, but everybody who has it um, seems like they have a lot of complications after the fact. Like there's so many considerations they have to 100%. take into account after this surgery. So it's all, it almost makes you wonder, you know. Yeah. Right. And your lifestyle has to be different because of that. And then yeah. also, you know, everything involves a lifestyle change of some sort. Yeah. Right? And even if you have gastric bypass surgery, if your lifestyle doesn't change, that's a short term solution. That's true. And it's a pretty intense short term solution. Oh, big time. Yeah. Um, so. So anyway. That's what I had done. I had made this decision. I put an app on my phone. Yeah. Uh, this is my initiation into fitness. Okay. Right? I put an app on my phone. I started counting my calories, and I walked out the front door and went for a walk every day. And then I could wow. run, and I ran every day. And then I went in the gym and was looking at the the guy's side of the gym, and I'm not going to go over there. Yeah. You know, and I had to be coaxed into strength training and um, – Oh my God. So I am, I was about 40 years old. Wow. When and this happened. Yeah. Right. And so don't ask me how old I am now. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, I won't. But, but regardless, it's, I mean, you figured it all out by yourself. You really did. I mean, so I'm not going to say by myself. I mean, there were certainly lots of people along the way because when you're sure. going through a transformation like that and you're in a public place, I went to the Y every single day for years and, yeah. I got to know all kinds of people and, you know, so there's, you know, your average people in the gym that are there every day. Your, your True. average bros, Your right? average bro. That's right. That's right. And we have a why where we go. And it is funny because you do, you see the same people and you know the clientele that goes there and everything and you get used to it, but it's comfortable. It really it is. is. It's so comfortable. It's so comfortable. Yeah. And you learn you, they're like, it becomes your family yeah. in a lot of ways. And so I got a, you know, a lot of advice and hands up from a lot of people there. And then there were trainers that, you know, helped. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, like the Planet Fitness uh, trainers and the YMCA trainers are like, they're good, but you don't know what you're getting sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> Not to diss on them. I just, I right. worked at the YMCA, I worked at Planet Fitness and, I, you know, you, you see what you see and it's like, okay, you know, sometimes it's good. So, yeah. Yeah. And I had... Uh, and I'm picturing that in my head, like yeah. the, the, the people that I worked with at the Y that were awesome and the people that I worked with that were you're like, hey, continuing education <laughs> is a thing. Like, please, <laughs> please delve into that a little Do bit more. Do that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I had, uh, I got hurt, right? Okay. I got hurt pretty yeah. bad a couple times and I was like, what am I doing wrong? Doing right? strength training? Yeah. Doing the weights? Okay. Yeah. okay. Because as soon as I could, you know, when I realized what I was capable of, yeah. I was hooked like immediately. You kind of unleash it. You sort of go, you start sure. trying new things and you realize what you're, what you're able to do. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Right. Or you would read all the time, like, you know, you should lift heavy weight. Well, yeah. in, in my mind, I'm like, Oh, heavy weight. Okay. That must be hundreds of pounds. Yeah. And you know, I just, I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. Um, so because I got hurt and I got super frustrated about being hurt, I decided I need to be certified as a trainer because I need to be able to help myself because yeah. I'm not getting help <clears throat> outside of uh, here where I am. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
so I did that <clears throat> and you know I'm a, a relatively intelligent person yeah no, definitely. Um, I did this certification I loved it um, and then you know since then I've done a lot more certifications. I'm a huge, huge proponent of continuing education. You yeah. know, I don't have a master's. You're talking about having a master's and well, it's and, it's but the the application side of things is so different from the academic. You yes, know, you it can is. sit there and <clears throat> you conduct studies, you learn all that stuff, but then you go out into the world and talk to people like you, and you had to get to that point where you know you, you've already understood fitness until the point where you did get certified right so, yeah you and figured the, it right. out there's a thousand More ways that lead to the same destination yeah um yeah yeah so so as soon as i was certified i was like okay well now i have enough in information to to hurt somebody and i don't want <laughs> to hurt anybody pain. right yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> it's not all about like how heavy is your deadlift right no, there's true. just like the practical application of fitness is so far from that it's crazy yeah. it's fun when it it does get to be that yeah yeah um, for sure but you know at the why i thought oh, okay well this is great because as soon as i was certified of course they're like oh when can you start we want to hire oh, you da, waving, da, da. waving the package waving the, in front yeah, of you like sign it do now it. i'm yeah. like okay <laughs> you know and i'm did you train at the y did i did train at the okay. y that was my first job okay. and i i expected to have all this support and you know um sure sure that wound up not being the case. I was handed a file of this woman who was about 75 years old who uh, couldn't get out of a car. She couldn't, she was just practically immobile. Yeah. And I was like, um, okay. I was like a deer in headlights. I wasn't sure what to do. And I figured it out. Yeah. And within, you know, three months, she was lunging and getting up and down off the floor and able to do all no these way. things. Uh, but I'm, I, I was very conservative. And so having the knowledge that I was, you know, uh, had enough knowledge to be dangerous yeah. in a situation like that, of course I, you know, hired a trainer, uh, for myself, which I had never done before. I had just relied on the people at the Y yeah. and I hired a, a guy who was great and I learned a lot from him and he said, Hey, you know, check out you know, Owen Cosgrove and Rachel Cosgrove and check out, you know, their, uh, check out perform better and, you know, that kind of That's stuff. A good and, one too, I've heard yeah. Of that. yeah. And yeah. I learned a lot about functional fitness <clears throat> and it made so much sense. And, you know, just to me, like if you can't get up and down out of a chair, well, then you practice getting up and down out of a chair. Yeah. You know, if you can't lunge by yourself, then you, you practice, lunge with support. You and, practice lunging, yeah. Right, so yeah. I just did all these regressions based on the limited knowledge that I had, and it turned out that, you know, that those kind of things worked. And then, um, you know, then I had this other resource, and then I started following... Uh, you know, a handful of trainers online that I still follow to this day that I love, that I've learned a lot Shout from there. Shout out to Ch Tony Gentlecore. Tony Gentlecore, yeah. Dean <laughs> Somerset, I love. And um, uh, Eric Cressy, I followed. And, yeah. you know, I don't have any baseball players in the gym, but, you know, his content is a... His it's, yeah, it's all this wonderful performance-based stuff. Yeah. And smart. Yeah, Just, yeah it's, it is, yeah. But do you think, do you think, too, that, you know, that there's training at the YMCA, you start to realize that there is an importance with like pairing up with the right client and having like the right person there that matches like your energy and everything as a trainer. So my 
way of dealing with that is kind of through the back door of what okay. you just said, where I match my energy level and what I'm bringing to the table to the person that I'm working with. Perfect. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's not to say that. Uh, that there's I, some I, consideration. Right. To it. Yeah. So do I enjoy when somebody comes along that that jibes Has with that me motivation yes yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my god it's my favorite thing in the world yeah because a lot of what i do is um i hate to use the word tedious or but it can be yeah you know because i wound up with a lot of people who had um you know injury and recovery issues and things that um you know bring your PT yeah. uh, paperwork with you and we'll figure it out from there. But, um, but yeah, so yes, if you match with a client, it's the best feeling in the world, the energy and that, level and that kind of thing. But in a, yeah. in a market this small, in a city this mm -hmm. small, um, I kind of feel like I have to be sort of a chameleon in that regard for yeah. the clients that I have. And I'll ask you this too, you know, not, not being from here and sort of getting a feel for the gym culture and the week that I'm here and everything, does it is it is it harder or easier do you think to open up a gym here as compared to other places i don't know if you have anything to compare it to but you know the process it seems like there's a big push for gyms like this in this particular area so it seems like that the yeah. the market would be open to you doing something like this so you know? uh after i left the y i went to a smaller area okay uh but also a community center um and so I'm getting to a point with this, but, yeah, no, you know, fine. so it went from this, you know, this big to this big and now to here. So you kind of kept specializing in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that, um, one, that has a lot to do with COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, that was, it was just. Did you grow during COVID? Or so let me tell of... you, it was, the reason why I'm here is because of COVID. Okay. So I, I, we were talking about this one day, a bunch of us that uh, were here about, you know, the, um, the positives that came out of COVID. Yeah. Right. And there are some. There are enough. some. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I would not have opened this gym if I hadn't had to, yeah. essentially. So, you know, I always worked as an independent contractor at a facility. Yeah. And when COVID hit, they were like, hey, Michelle, sorry, but we're closing in a couple hours and we'll, you know, see you when we see you. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, <"Duh."> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? But that did, and that did happen too. When you think back at it, I, I remember the same thing. Everything just kind of shut down without a warning and, and you're, you're, you were left to catch up to everything and you're like, what just happened? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I was one of the people that was like, Oh, come on, we'll just space the mats, you know, six feet apart. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Like not a bad idea, not a bad not idea, a bad but idea. then as soon as, you know, yeah. the pandemic really took off, I was like, wow. It, you know, none of us expected that. No, it was, yeah. it was completely blindsided. <laughs> completely yeah. Completely blindsided. It's so it's true. Yeah. But, so, uh, so because I worked at a facility as an independent contractor, I wasn't in a position where I could go, hey, you guys, you know, let's give you some equipment. We'll yeah. start doing things online. It was, you know, um, you know, do you have a full milk jug and, a, you know, just things Th that things were not really helpful is what you're saying. Things that really you, you were you had to be real kind of kind of separate from them, I guess. You had to do things yeah. that were different. Yeah, it wasn't going to happen that I could borrow equipment from them like yeah. it just it didn't work out that way so you know 
we adapted to, you know, we do driveway workouts. We started doing an outdoor boot camp that, you know, started with about five people and grew to about 20 by the end of the summer. Holy it was shit. literally the best summer I have ever had. We were outside, yeah. you know, working. It did not matter what the weather was. Um, we had found a, a park where there was a pavilion, like yeah. a, a big enough overhang, and we would get there and move all the tables. And, you know, if it was raining, we'd work out anyway under the pavilion. So like, many it people was just, approached it that way. It Once, was awesome. Yeah, and and it, it was it was kind of hard to, like, determine when that was acceptable because, you know, a lot of trainers were trying to do the outdoor thing, but then people were hesitant because of the of COVID and everything. So it's like you almost hit it. You had to hit it at sort of the right time. You're like, okay, we can do it now. Let's go. <laughs> we need to work out now. But but cool. And then and so the design of this place caters to that that sort of strength training, resistance training focus, right? Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And I see it. It's 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 so, awesome. Right. Yeah. And we did the same thing outdoors. Yeah. Like you know, we you know crawled backwards up hills and pulled sleds and did all that stuff. Yeah. Just. It was hilarious. I mean, the back of my car is practically dragging on the ground with hundreds of pounds of equipment <laughs> in there going to, but that's the, the, that's what we do. Yeah. You know, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. yeah. We weren't yeah. going to go do jumping jacks. I mean, what fun is that? Right. Yeah. So, um, which is not traditionally what trainers are doing, which is what you, you did, you know, if, if finding a way to adapt to resistance training to maybe an outdoor workout is kind of the secret sauce, I guess. You know? Right. So I guess, uh, the part of that, um, that's, missing is that so the people that I started yeah. that boot camp with were a bunch of um <coughs> people that came to classes yeah. like fitness classes but didn't do personal training or strength training yeah so it was funny kind of it was um, actually really amazing getting to have these people that were cardio nuts yeah that were like oh you know I don't want to pick up a weight it's gonna... <laughs> and then they had to yeah and the transformations that some of them went through probably pretty drastic it was yeah. drastic and yeah. it was it was like such uh like a feather in the cap to me because I've been saying this stuff for years but yeah. people don't they they Once won't do set, what they set yeah, in their ways, in their ways yeah. and yeah so here we are at this kind of ritzy community center with a you know uh a bunch of girls that are not used to being, yeah. you know, kind of yoked. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or tough. And, yeah. you know, the, it, that was a hard sell. And so this just, it did it. And it was, I think that's one of the reasons why it wound up being so fun. That's amazing. So then when the weather started to turn, we're like, where are we going to go? Yeah, we need a and, place. And, you know, the my boyfriend who I've been with for years, who's amazing, said, yeah. you got to open a gym. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And he was yeah. like, uh, I pretty much think you have <laughs> yes, to. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And I was like, mm, okay. And then, you know, that, that's how, that's how this came that's to how be. This came to be. And, um, so yeah. for, for anybody looking to maybe follow that path and open up a gym, it kind of makes sense that you would have to develop some sort of support system, I guess. So, so you developed the class, you had the people that already knew who you were and like what your benefit right. was, I guess. So I imagine, I imagine that translated to, to this gym. Maybe they didn't help you build the facility, but it was, <laughs> you know, you did all that yourself, but, right. but you, you had people who could, who could vouch for you. You had people who could maybe bring some people your way. Some people my way. Yeah. Right. So it was nice because I got to, uh, I'll, even when the other gym reopened, yeah. which is, you know, six miles from here, which doesn't seem like much, but it's, you know, it's a drive it's a for decent, some people. Yeah. It's a yeah. Way. yeah. Um, Six minutes, sorry. 
like 12 miles from here. Six miles. I'm uh, like, <laughs> you got to hop on the highway, Close. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they all still support me, which means the world to me. That's so cool. Um, so we had like the, the group of class goers and then all the driveway workout people were um, people who were strength training clients, yeah. personal training clients. So they're here and then, you know, new people from so they did follow you. the neighborhood. Yes, I Fantastic. lucked out. Yeah. Good, good. That's um, amazing. Well, I say I lucked out, I'm sure. Um, well, there's, it, there's it's, something that goes along with that, but yeah, yeah. there's a process that you did follow to, to at least have some jump in clientele when you started this place. Yeah. So yeah, just, so, just to bring yeah. people in. Well, yeah. and it's funny cause that side of things, like, you know, I can teach you how to put or pick up heavy stuff, you know, and put it back down without hurting yourself all day long. And I love that. But as soon as I have to like market and be on Instagram yeah. and stuff like that, that it's like, it's just it's pain in the ass. It, it's, <laughs> it, it's annoying. I mean, it's it, something that I don't, that doesn't come naturally. Like, yeah. it's not like, Oh yeah, I got to sit down and do this now. So I've had to really, you know, I mean, marketing is a huge Factor. It's your tool. Yeah. You, right. If you don't yeah. market, you don't get anybody don't coming get anybody in the door. Coming. And, you know, when you're on a budget, like, I do remember reading something that Tony General Course had one time about opening the studio that he has and talking about, like, whatever you think your budget yeah. needs to be to open that, double it. And so the money that I got, I actually was able to get a small business loan oh, good. because of, you know, COVID. A lot of those things were much easier than they otherwise would have been appeared to be yeah yeah and i was like oh this is plenty of money oh my goodness <laughs> you're like it was well, not no. <laughs> i was yeah. like that whole thing about doubling what you think you need is absolutely true and that's almost exactly what happened here but um yeah. but yeah so that part of it and you know uh just all the knowledge and finances that go into putting up walls and building a bathroom like you wouldn't think that that is difficult and yeah. there's just so much more like how come i have to have like blueprints drawn up by a an actual licensed architect to put a bathroom in like and so so you really have so you got to lay it out you got to show them what you're doing yeah. wow so it's it's, it's a huge a lot to learning it. experience yeah for me and because my um my boyfriend is a as a business owner yeah i had uh a lot of help that's awesome. So he kind of understood things. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He understood the process yeah. a lot better than um, I did as a total newbie. And so I would say, why is this happening? He's like, oh, that happens with every business. I feel like there's okay. always like some regulation you have to fall into and you got to like do something. It's like, oh yeah, we forgot. You got to do this too. You got to tell us about this. And you're like, okay, fine. Oh, well, yeah. Like some... I put my logo on the window and then yeah. I got in trouble and I was like, what? What? what did I do? And they're like, you have to have a permit for that. And so now we're fining you. And I was like, okay okay was it a bad fine or was it it wasn't terrible but you but know still it's like but it's a business it's like, a right. you need a logo yeah right and wow okay so permits like it you know red tape anything that has to do with uh the city's ability to collect money for it you they'll probably you know, take advantage of that they'll take yeah, advantage they'll, of they'll that and so you just happily have to, deal with that yeah yeah so you got to just roll with it, I guess. So you got so to roll go with, with that. It. Okay. So, well, and awesome. then the only other thing that was such a huge issue during COVID was it didn't occur to me ever that it would be hard to get equipment. And equipment was it, awful. scarce. Awful. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't know personally, but I knew from people telling me, you know, Facebook Marketplace ran out 
You know, you go to fit like that's where everybody goes to get the bargain cheap equipment and, and it ran out. Nobody was selling anything. So there was nothing. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, even some of the suppliers here, like even now, it's still hard to get stuff. I mean, it's yeah. it's easier than it was, but certain things that are not as popular mm-hmm. um, are harder to come by. Um, yeah, a lot of st- supply chain issues and everything. But yeah. did, so you managed, but you did manage to sort of obviously get yeah. the equipment you needed. Yeah, I did. I have the yeah. island of misfit kettlebells, which I've learned to kind of. I love noticed that too. I was there. looking at your wall of kettlebells. <laughs> I'm like, you managed to get the right weights, and you managed to line them up properly. But they are they're all different brands. Well, and I'm kinds. a little yeah. OCD, and so it shows there, <laughs> and that hole where the. Uh, plug for the fan is is by is design so yeah that's on purpose but okay um yeah is I'm, there supposed to be another kettlebell there there's not okay no but it's but still though you know i guess it's just a kettlebell so it's, nobody's yeah. gonna be like whoa why is this different from the rest of them like it's a piece of metal it's a hunk of metal it's and you got some metal. you got some heavy heavy dumbbells here too i noticed yeah i, don't see, I need... really don't see that usually in a studio really yeah no not really no oh. Yeah, when we were moving in, it. so my uh, some of the bandmates from my boyfriend's band were helping, and uh, one of the guys was struggling with one of the 70-pound dumbbells, and he was like, who Future is client. ever going to use this for anything? Yes, exactly, yeah. you would think, but there he wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> well, there you go. Jeez. And then what's that What's that orange thing right there attached to the dumbbell? Is that just uh, – so that those just helps are, no, they're they're supposed to be they're supposed to mimic a kettlebell. Oh. So you're supposed to be able to you know take that handle, okay. put it on a dumbbell, and use it like a kettlebell, which obviously is not going to happen because the width of that is completely different. It's sort of hilarious, I, <laughs> but it's just really good for loaded carries. I feel like if they yeah. just turned the handle around, it would be it, a lot it would better. Be a lot better, wouldn't it? Yeah, like yeah. I, because I, I, you got to, yeah, it's it's probably a pain in the ass to get through your legs being as wide as it is. You really can't. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. God. Well, there you go. Isn't that hilarious?